True reviews and interviews. Welcome back. I'm your host, True Justice. This is episode 97. We're going to talk about the fight gang. Had some incredible fights. Going to recap from uh, Saturday, uh, April 9th. Um, just spectacular uh, for the fight fans. For me, especially, it kicked off super early, but there were four cards. I even found out there was another boxing card on ESPN that I didn't see any of it because I had all my screens taken up and I couldn't invest any more actual energy into them. <laughs> so I didn't see those ones, but, uh, but we, uh, we had triple G make his return to the ring against Murata. Um, they were fighting in Japan. Ryan Garcia's return to fight Emmanuel Tago, um, on DAZN, um, as well. We had uh, Lubin versus Fandora on Showtime and we had UFC 273 on ESPN plus pay-per-view. So I'm going to break down some of those because I had a great time watching them all. Um, I'm going to start with the triple G card, uh, first and foremost, cause it aired so fucking early. If you're uh, on the uh, West Coast in uh, the States, um, I want to say the, the card began at like 2 a.m. Pacific time, and the walkout for the main event wasn't going to be until like 5 a.m. So I actually considered staying up all night long, but I was like, no, I will hate myself the next day just for that one fight. So I caught the replay when I woke up, um, and, uh, you know, Triple G, he... He, he's still a beast. He's still strong as hell. He ended up pulling the victory out at TKO in round nine. Um, but it brought up a whole lot of discussion about is is he ready for the Canelo trilogy? He, if if that version of Triple G is what is going to be facing what Canelo has become now, I think Triple G is actually going to be in a lot of trouble. And I saw Twitter going back and forth quite a bit on it. One person uh, I saw uh, tweet about how um, we've still never seen Triple G fall um, so it's it's ridiculous to assume that he's just going to fall until we've seen that day. And I, I agree with that. But at the same time, I believe Canelo will drop this version of Triple G um, and leave all the, the criticism uh, to die for the for once and for all, if that makes sense. I believe Canelo's got to pull out the victory against Bivol in May for that to be a reality for September. I saw somebody else talking about how if Canelo loses that, he'll get a rematch clause. I don't know if that's true or not. But it's boxing. Anything can happen. So uh, Triple G ended up getting the victory. Didn't look too great, but he he you know he still he still got it. He's still strong. He's still tough. He looked like he had slowed down quite a bit to me, and he looked like some of Murata's punches were doing some damage to him, which really surprised me because Murata didn't look like he had much power um, in comparison to somebody like Canelo, especially. So. We'll see. I saw Triple G backing up a little bit. Um, you know, maybe he was tired. Maybe I heard one of the announcers talking about maybe the the ring was a little slick from all the other fights. We just never know. But it just didn't seem like the same Triple G. And he just turned 40, so what can we really expect? We'll see, though. Definitely looking forward to that trilogy. I know a lot of people aren't. I am. Just because I'm a huge Canelo fan and the first fight was kind of a, you know, it, it was declared a draw. A lot of people thought Triple G won. I had a little bias, of course, so I was swayed to Canelo's, you know, side. So when I found it was a draw, I was I was okay with it. Um, and the second fight, I felt Canelo won clearly. Um, not, I don't think he destroyed him or anything like that. I just felt like he won clearly that fight. And so when he got the victory on it, I had no, no harsh feelings on. It. I try not to be too biased, but Canelo's tough for me because he's such an entertaining fighter, and I've been following him for so long now. So hopefully we'll see that trilogy in September and put it all to rest. Uh, the next card that I was watching was uh, 
the Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel uh, Tago on DAZN. And there was a whole lot of hype around this one um, because, uh, you know, Ryan Garcia has been out for a while. He was, you know, huge, huge face on social media, you know, fighting under Canelo and uh, Eddie Reynaldo, I want to say it is. Um, I was fucking it up on Saturday, too, so my bad if I got that wrong. But um, And I think he ended up leaving them, getting a new trainer. So, um, you know, I think that was a terrible mistake, but to each their own, you know. Um, Ryan Garcia is definitely not going to get all the attention in the gym if he's in there with Canelo, but at the same time, that's a hell of a mentor to just walk away from. And it happened shortly after he was getting criticized by Canelo for not coming and putting the work into the gym like everybody else was. So um, he had, I want to say, 15 months or something like that out of the ring, um, was dealing with some mental health stuff. I want to say he had a hand injury at some point. So, you know, the return, and, and the big thing for me that stuck out in this is he... He yet again was calling out all these big names that we've been dying to see him go against, which I think he's still too young to really jump onto um, too much. But at the same time, you know, Haney's young. Um, Tank's fairly young. You know, it's it's a fairly young division um, with some of the top guys. You know, Lomachenko's older, of course. Uh, I think Cambosis is a little older. But, you know, we never – I'm sick and tired of seeing the fighters call out these big names and then we end up seeing them fight somebody who's not a no-name. I want to say that. You know, Tago got a lot of shit online for people saying another nobody. He's not a nobody, but he's not one of those top names that we were hearing. And what I really liked is Ryan Garcia's um, post-fight interview when he was telling people, he's like, I'm not going to call out any names right now. It's fun and all that, but I'm going to let my team handle it because I'm sick of lying to the people. You know, it doesn't look good when we say these names and then we end up fighting somebody else. So I like that honesty, transparency. That's what we need. That's what the fans deserve. A little bit of honesty because it's a, a fucking bullshit political game in the boxing world. So um, to the fight itself, Ryan Garcia ended up getting the victory. I want to. I think it was unanimous. It was tough. I had three screens going at the time and we were talking a whole lot. But um, every time I, I was watching and it didn't look like, Tago was getting anything in there. He was just chasing Tago down a lot. You could, I felt like Ryan Garcia was getting frustrated. I want to say he dropped him twice in the fight, and they were both kind of iffy drops. Um, just didn't look very impressive. Uh, he, uh, you could tell he hadn't been in the ring for a while. Um, maybe it just wasn't a good matchup for him, but I felt like he should have put him away pretty early with how uh, much he was hitting him, but he just couldn't put him away. So I'm sure that really pissed him off, but it showed. He was taking some reckless swings. He was chasing him down the whole time. He looked just frustrated as hell. But I'm still a huge fan and uh, looking forward to who Ryan faces next um, just to see what he can do. You know, I I think this kid's got a a bright future ahead of him if he can stay focused. He's just so caught up in the social media world. But who isn't these days? Um, The other card we were watching was the Lubin versus Fedora on Showtime. Now, that was a... That was an interesting one because I had that on my smallest screen and uh, I was looking forward to it almost the most, but the UFC was a pay-per-view so that I, I put that on the biggest screen, of course. But um, if you don't know who Fandora is, Sebastian Fandora, he is, uh, I want to I say he's Mexican or Honduran or something like that. Um, he is, he's like 6'6", 150 pounds. He is an awkward looking dude and has hella reach and he does not use it he wants to fight inside and that's one of our favorite things we like to watch about this kid he's he likes to fight mexican style standing right what do they call fighting in the phone booth he gets up in their face and he fucking he he kills people in there it's awesome 
Um, he, if he, if he established some distance and went in for the kill like that, he's going to be a dangerous motherfucker one day. Um, so I think, I think Lubin was, you know, a good, a good matchup for him, but Lubin's face got absolutely destroyed. Uh, I want to say, I want to say Fandora got the victory, uh, by, um, uh, Lubin's corner throwing the talent or they called it in between rounds. I, I think they called it in between rounds, but I can't remember exactly how that one ended. I just know it stopped and Lubin's face was terribly destroyed. So it was, it looked like it was a good call. Uh, Lubin did drop Fandora once though, and we, we missed it live and we were talking about it. I ended up catching the replay highlight of it. And I was, Lubin had a nice little combo on Fandora, put him in a little bit of trouble. So it was nice to see how he came back from that. Uh, but yeah, keep your eyes out for Fandora in the boxing world. That kid's fun. And then finally, the UFC uh, 273 uh, caught the early prelims, of course. Um, nothing too spectacular on there. The prelims um, had four fights on them, and uh, I was enjoying them. Uh, the main card is what I really was focused on, of course, though. And so we had a uh, started off, uh, shit, I can't remember who it was. Kevin Gaslam was supposed to fight did not end up fighting and the first fight of the card was actually not bad i can't remember the names so my apologies but uh mackenzie dern ended up fighting tisha torres and that was a nice little back and forth battle i really enjoyed it um and uh gilbert burns versus uh kamzat chimiav oh my god now if you if you didn't see that fight you need to catch that replay this this was uh, I, I believe we got fight of the night and it I I scored it three to two I mean uh, sorry uh, two rounds to one for uh, uh, Kamzat I I did but I could have saw it go either way and I saw a lot of people frustrated saying that Gilbert Burns won that fight and it's just one of those ones where the some of the rounds were real close too close to judge a couple of them were just you know easy we know who won that one it's just there's always that one round sometimes that makes a difference and you never know how the judge is going to see it but beyond that i don't think anybody really lost in that fight um Kamzat got the the w on his record which is going to help him go up no gilbert burns loses no credibility for that that loss on his record at all he's a savage and he I, Dana White ended up saying that he was still going to pay Gilbert Burns his, his win money as if he won the fight, which is awesome because you don't always hear about that happening, which speaks speaks highly. So we'll see where uh, Chimiyev goes on the um, the rankings now that he beat a number two on the the weight division there. And then and then we had uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Petir Yawn uh, for the bantamweight title. That was a split decision, and um, I had. I, I had bet on Yon. I thought Yon pulled it off, but at the same time, it was another fight where it was just kind of a toss-up. Some of those rounds were just a little too close to call, and I definitely had some bias going on because I'm not a big fan of Sterling and how he how he took the title in the first place and how he backed out of the fight later. Um, but he did look good. He he did look good, and I told I told my guys that I would stop talking shit about Sterling if he actually got the victory and I took it back afterwards because like I don't think he deserved it but I will stop giving him shit because he did look good I just thought Jan looked good as well as one of those tough ones to call um and the main event of the UFC 273 was uh Alexander Volkanovsky or uh mini Robert De Niro as my guy likes to call him versus Korean zombie that was for the uh featherweight title and pretty much went how I thought it was going to go. Volkanovski just destroyed the zombie pretty bad. And uh, they ended up stopping that. And um, 
and yeah, I mean, nothing against Zombie. He's a he's a tough son of a bitch for real, and all the respect in the world to him. The only thing I couldn't catch is at the end, I, I swore, um, I swore he said he was done or retiring. So um, we didn't get a clear message on that, and I've looked, I haven't looked it up yet. But uh, if he has, if he if that was the last one, all respect to him. He's a beast, been around for a while. Volkanovski's just a different kind of fucking breed right now. He's strong as hell. And for those who don't know, my guy told me that he used to weigh 200 plus pounds and play in rugby. And he's cut all that weight, to all that. To, and he just clearly carries his power down very well because he's destroying people. So we're talking about who's a real matchup for him at that weight right now. And it's, it's probably Max Holloway. We just need to see it come back because I didn't think Max lost either of those fights. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes, the fight game. So uh, check those ones out if you haven't or you're not going to and because you don't like to see replays, whatever it may be. Look out for those names, though. You know, Ryan Garcia, uh, he's definitely got a bright future. Look out for Sebastian Fandora in the boxing world. That kid is coming up. And, of course, UFC uh, has, has so many good fights all the time coming up. So uh, in May we got Canelo fighting for a light heavyweight championship um, against Bivol and then uh, – and on that same night, I believe, is uh, UFC 274, which I'm stoked for. So we'll be back to talk about more fights another day.